Hi, everybody. Some ways to stay in touch with us is through Untapped and Twitter as Craft Beer Comics, and Instagram and Facebook as Craft Beer and Comics. If you want to support us financially, head on over to patreon.com slash craftbeerandcomics and check out all the levels of support and the perks. Now enjoy the show. Hello everybody, my name is Chad and I'm the consumer. My name is Jason, I'm the assistant manager here at Astro Zombies. My name is Chris, I'm a manager at Astro Zombies. My name is Gabe and I'm the manager over at Rio Bravo Brewing. And we'd like to welcome you to Craft Beer and Comics. A podcast. All right. My beer is officially success- successfully open. Fantastic. <laughs> With no spillage. No spillage. Mm-hmm. So what did you bring us today, Mr. Gabe? So this one's a little different. Uh, you know, last time we did the dice roll, so something more hop-ended. This is the opposite. We went with uh, what we kind of rebranded. So it was originally our Pinon Coffee Porter. Um Excuse me. It still is. Uh, that's the coffee that we infuse with this. Uh, you know, the nice part about it, it's really light bodied. I mean, it really drinks like a super cold press coffee. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's really nice. Um, when Austin came on and we were kind of going through changing beers, uh, you know, kind of taking some off that were on previous, this was one that we just really did not touch much. It was okay. uh, near perfect, but. Um, as we kind of started rebranding in the last couple of years with some of our labels, we really needed a facelift for this one. So, uh, Jenny, who does all our marketing, uh, Jenny Baker, she's awesome. Um, you know, rebranded this one, um, you know, really playful, uh, and it's, it's, it's really tasty. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, I like the, the first the label is an actual crossword. Button. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say is before you even open it and start drinking it, you've got the, the cold brew, New Mexico pinion coffee porter. And it's a, it's a crossword. Yeah, so the real yeah. challenge is to wait till you've drank several of these and then try and figure out the crossword. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You know, I think I got all I don't of know them but one single one I tried. Oh, really? I can't remember. You don't have the answers? I, you know, I, I, I could get them probably fairly. The cheat sheet, I suppose. <laughs> well, the first That's one. no fun. The first, one one. Yeah. <laughs> the first one's obvious. What's the first one? It's Albuquerque. Duke City? A L five across Q U E, but no, it's uh you know it's 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 been one of our definitely our more followed favorites. We actually had made it more seasonal as far as releasing it retail wise. We're gonna do something a little bit different with it, a different spin with it for the summertime. I'm kind of curious to see what it'll be, but you know probably something. Yeah. And it's it's nice. It's nice, easy drinking. Uh, comes in at what six point seven percent alcohol, ABVs, which it's a little higher, but not 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 as high as what people have been making lately. I think a lot of people are tending towards the higher to seven plus percents. I think on porters, just, just in, in general. general. Yeah, yeah. It feels like everything's so high. ABV everything's getting so boozy now. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't, I mean... Sometimes you don't necessarily want that. <laughs> no, I, I, I yeah. agree. You know, when uh, I, I used to go out to Portland a lot um, I love Portland. back when my sister lived out there. And kind of when the beer scene here was in its infancy. And, you know, I would talk to craft brewers out there because IPAs were 5.6 to 6.2. Right. Um, you know, yeah, and I'm yeah. telling them, you know, ours are 7%. They're like, no, I mean, that's kind of how it starts. You know, the attraction is, higher, you know, kind of higher 
ended alcoholic <laughs> beverages. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, you know, and once you kind of develop that palate, then it really becomes more about complexity and flavors and really doing it correctly. And you tend to see ABVs drop and things get a little more well-rounded. Um, and I think you've definitely seen that with a lot of stuff here. Um, but, you know, New Mexico, they, they, the, the IPAs are king and we like them. Um, hoppy and 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 a little boozy mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah yeah for sure there's a lot of ipas out there yeah no and they tend to, to <laughs> just keep getting higher and higher mm-hmm. yep i mean 9.5 was the one you brought us last time and yeah no and that was, <clears> we, i was that feeling was so good mm-hmm. like you don't you you can't with the dice roll, you couldn't even tell it was that high. Absolutely. It didn't have that crazy alcohol aftertaste that you right. get from Residual most of those sweetnesses. High. Right. And, no, I mean, that's what was so spectacular when the first time we made it. It was like, wow, I can't, I can't really believe this. Did you guys mix up the pale yeah, no, with I mean, the IPA? <laughs> what's the deal here? So, no. Um, yeah, but this one, you know, this one's tasty. The one we're going to be uh, canning here this next week, uh, we'll release it for Valentine's Day. Uh is in a Russian Imperial Stout um, that we have been barrel aging in rum barrels. Mm. Oh, so wow. actually, it's gone in two rum barrels now. Uh, okay, clear rum or spice rum? Uh, it's a Caribbean, uh, 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 Caribbean so spice, spice rum. rum. Yeah, I, cool. I haven't had a beer aged in rum barrels yet. Yeah, me either. It's always so, been bourbon. It's yeah. spectacular. So okay. we we did this one um, very similar and took it to the Stout Challenge last year okay. up in Los Alamos. We got second place. Nice. When's the Stout Challenge? Stop being awesome, apparently. Yeah, no, I mean, we, they, the Brewers really just had a spectacular year, you know, and so. They had just done the Stout Challenge when we did the IPA Challenge. Yeah. We oh, talked bummer. about the so gotta, That's got to be a year before I. Yeah, usually well, the, it's around one. February. Yeah, I was going to say, I talked to now. I talked to Rob, and they're not doing it this year. Yeah, right, but, but what I mean was when we did the IPA Challenge, we had talked about them having done it just sure. previously. Oh, the previous year. Yeah, the previous yeah, exactly. February. Yeah, yeah. Because so Jason was like, ooh, I want to do that. And we, <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, sorry, that sucker. Right, yeah. We <laughs> were, we were, I was trying to make plans to actually get us to do that one, but they're it's just not happening this year, so unfortunately. That's a bummer. Yeah, it is. I wonder why. I mean, we, you can totally social distance and do. Well, I yeah. mean, I think I think it, I mean, it it took a lot to get together. New Mexico, uh, the the uh, students in the brewing program are the ones that kind of put it all together. Yeah, I don't know the if IPA they're not challenge. In. It was quite a quite an uptaking. Yeah, I think it was just Brewers Guild and lot. all that collaboration was incredible. They yeah, cool. Such a good job, I'm yeah. sure. I mean, but. Yeah, we'll you know, do it next year. No, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. We'll get to it so, again. Yeah. I'll look forward to it. No, so that one will be canning in 12-ounce cans, and that, God, I want to say comes in a little over 12%. Mm-hmm. We were Woof. sipping off it Jesus. today as we were about to carb it, and it is spectacular. Just really the That's sweetness awesome. of the rum barrels and kind of that vanilla just rounds out that you know, just robust oh, roasting it so well. It's, I'm going to have to try and pick one of those up. Yeah, it'll 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 be a good one. So yeah. Looking forward. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Are you thinking those will be one of those ones that are sold out in a couple hours, or you no, think you have I enough? Mean, I, for... You know, hopefully, I mean, we're gonna probably do, we. So we only did two barrels. Uh, I believe we're gonna nitro one barrel and serve it over the tap. Oh, nice! Um, and then so we'll probably get between ten, fifteen cases out of the other barrel. So okay, not a ton, but you know, I mean, it'll be well worth it grabbing a can or two or a four pack. You know, nice. Um, speaking of being able to put it on your tap uh number one nitro's my favorite way nitro and cask are my favorite way to drink beer um but you just you brought in a essentially a sampler of of some of your menu for us that we we all 
tasted before we started recording. And I think that Reuben would be a really good pairing with like the idea of a rum. Sure. Like I think those two would go really, really good together. What'd you guys think of the food? Food is really good, man. It's, you did a thing that I didn't think was possible and that you, that I enjoyed a Reuben sandwich. So yeah, I don't generally, I am a big fan of Reuben's and I have a Reuben anywhere I can. And it's one of the best in town, dude. Like there, there's a sweetness that I can't, brown sugary or something like there's something in it that I've never tasted in a Reuben before and it was spectacular it was oh, really good that's like, great to hear really good I've been super impressed I saved it for last I started to eat it and I was like nope this is last <laughs> and then I started to get full and I was like damn it <laughs> I got <laughs> <am> I thinking <laughs> gonna get back there. to it but then I just I just powered through it he's just breathing hard trying to get that sandwich oh. all the way to his mouth oh, it was we had a really big lunch <laughs> yeah, awesome, and dude. it was only like two hours ago <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah all that all that food was good that the sampling we had what'd you bring you catfish po boys. Oh, yeah so, catfish yeah. po boy uh our real bravo burger uh the bacon Ruben, on there was so good and then the our um brisket brisket sandwich yeah delicious as well no absolutely i mean the kitchen has done such a great job brian uh brian johns our head chef is really transitioned the kitchen into something spectacular um you know before he started we weren't we had had the smoker in the back and i just you know the chef's prior wasn't really confident adding something more smoking meat's tough you know no it is but it that is. that brisket was super tender and super oh. nice like i mistook it for pork yeah at first i was like oh this oh yeah tastes like some pulled pork you know but then as you, you know you taste it and you're like ah that's that's, that's oh man that's i mean meat. he brines it for a couple of days slow cooks mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. you know that's the way they do it they shave it down super thin i mean you know the nice part was brian you know, we, I really had the vision of a scratch kitchen. Um, it just makes such a difference in, 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 in quality. In, 100%. Taste, I mean, you can yeah. taste the difference immediately. Yeah. Um, and Brian took that and made that happen incredibly easily and efficiently. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's just added, you know, his, his, his own style and flavor to it. I mean, the catfish po' boy, um, I don't like catfish, and it's an amazing sandwich. Well, I used to be um, addicted to the catfish. We yeah, would go to Church's Chicken when I was a kid. Yeah. And so, no, I get the catfish. Pretty much every time, and my parents were like, "What about chicken?" I was like, mm, fish, bro. <laughs> "Give me that fish!" Yeah, uh, that's awesome. It's uh, it's kind of I can get chicken anytime. I'm getting this that's exactly. <laughs> yeah. and where else has catfish? You know? No, it's great. Rio I mean, Bravo Rio does. Bravo. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you guys definitely have a leg up on some of the other places, um, just because you have a real kitchen, as opposed right. to you know, oh, sorry, the food truck didn't show up tonight, which happens all the time. A hundred percent. You know, I mean, and the, you know the. And I, and I like food trucks. You know, I, I've always oh, yeah. liked Variety that. Variety is a spice. A hundred percent. You know, and you get that kind of local flavor. And What's the name of the really different, but the the one that does the grilled cheese sandwiches? Oh, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of different like varieties oh, yeah. of grilled cheese. And I know super what you're talking good. about, but I don't know the name. I forget the name I of it. I forget the name. I was trying to get them booked for an event, but <laughs> didn't work out. Stuff Lust that does like New Mexican style um, sopapillas. Oh, wow. It's fantastic. Ooh, there there's go. like dessert sopapillas and like, oh man, it's yeah. really good too. No, there's some but, spectacular. You know. And so, I mean, you know, it's been great. I mean, um, we've definitely transitioned uh, into a restaurant um, in, in ways I didn't see happening um, and really quickly. You know, it's but, been wild to see. Yeah, which is good. You're saying so before the kitchen was, you, did you have to build out so the kitchen or? They had built it out prior to me getting there. Um, let's see, I got there. May of 18, and they, uh, I believe they'd opened the kitchen a little bit earlier in 17, but they were using the burger stand, um, and then burger stand, 
uh, left. Uh, so they decided to do, you know, more of an in-house concept. Okay. Um, and you know, um, you know, it, it was, it, the food was always good, but we, we there was just, you know, um, a, a lot of room for improvement, um, in the sense of just like I said, I, I really believed the more scratch we got, um, you know, just the more care and time they took and it, it's made such a difference. I mean, yeah, it definitely all shows. of our sauces, all, I mean that, uh, the corned beef for the Reuben, he, you know, in-house roasts it, he pulls it. I mean, he, you know, it's, 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 it's really nice to, to see what they've, like I say, what they've, what they've done and the consistency back there. Uh, it's, it's been wild. I mean, we've just grown that's, exponentially awesome. food wise. I mean, it's, I was talking to some servers a couple of days ago and, um, you know, that had been there for a year or two and they're like, you know, to see what, how much food we sell. I mean, you know, we used to sell food, but it's, it seems like most tables are coming in to almost eat, exclusively yeah. to eat and get beer, but they're not, really, they're not just coming in like, Oh, let's go get a beer really yeah, quick. Yeah. It's like, Hey, let's go have dinner. Yeah. Let's yeah. Go to Rio Bravo and have spend beer a few hours there absolutely. as opposed to an hour absolutely. Yeah. tanked or whatever. Yeah. That's cool, man. No, it's been, it's been, it's been spectacular. You know, a lot of, you're taking a ton a of steps of in the right direction here guys and gals with the beer and the food. I mean, everything I've seen is fantastic. Oh, we appreciate been doing great. Seriously. Awesome. And uh, if you if you do ever drive by, you're on Second Street, and if somebody ever does drive by, and you're like, oh, that front patio looks like it's already full, and I don't, and it's pretty small. I went in last night, and I went into the back patio, and it is huge. Like yeah. we talked about it a little bit, and no joke, there's a stage back there, and obviously can't do anything with it right now. But that's, I mean, when you think about having a stage and hosting bands. Yeah. It's a big area. I mean, we have so capacity for 400 people back there, you know, and we climb. have had shows that have probably, they've come close to it or maybe even gone a little <laughs> bit like, over, um, you know, but um, it's been, it's, 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 it's a really, it's a great place. Um, you know, like I say, our owners, it's really fortunate to work for people who just really want to keep pushing, growing. Um, we actually have purchased the building that's on the lot as well. It's an old brake and clutch building. Um, and we're, it looks like going to probably do some distilling out of there and oh, cool. awesome. do a little bit different of a concept, um, you know, keep it on the same campus. And, yeah. uh, so yeah, you know, some, some fun things coming up. That's fantastic, man. I, I like how you say that they're, the owners are, you know, they just want to do better and better. And I, oh. I think that, I think it has shown, I think that you guys have, have grown leaps and bounds from when I first found you to where you are now. Oh, I, I really appreciate hearing that. And I agree, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. They really empower us and let us do our jobs. Um, you know, and, and, uh, I'm so fortunate to really be blessed with some incredible talent. I mean, the brewers, the kitchen staff, the front of the house staff, um, all of them are so key to yeah. what, 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 we're doing you know what, what what's happening and it's really if you get a bunch of people with the right minds and have mm -hmm. the, the the intent to be successful then mm -hmm. you typically will be yeah absolutely. and trust oh absolutely 100 you know? yeah it's yeah. important as an owner to, mm -hmm. to find somebody you trust to run the place mm -hmm. and absolutely no and uh, get a crew together you know right. they, their their family um you know the girls are uh well three of their daughters are really invested two of them in particular like i say jenny does uh the eldest daughter well one of the daughters um, does all of our marketing, um, all the can design. We're going to do one that's uh, it's a summer honey. It's a uh, basically an American wheat. We infuse with a little bit of uh, cold pressed ginger that we do, a little bit of natural honey, um, and it's spectacular. It's seven percent. Same thing. You just wouldn't know. 
Yeah. Just really approachable. You can just suck them down. 7%. Yeah, yeah. Dangerous yeah. summer beer. So we're going to be releasing that <laughs> one as dangerous the as that IPA we drank, Jason. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's on a on a summer day, it almost is because it's right, just... Right, right, yeah. Like, just, I but, need to cool down. I need another one. I need to drink more of this yeah. and you find yourself on the floor. Well, we have a great label coming out for it, so... Awesome. It should be fun, you know? It should be... See what happens with it. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait until until we can get in there and see a show on that oh, stage and God, stuff. I can't That'll wait be good. either. I'm slowly starting to reach out to bands with the hope that, you know, it, it, just it, like it, when it's, it's ready, we we're ready to go. go. Exactly. You know, I'm a DJ. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Too. Awesome. Oh, I mean, let me know. We do a lot of events, you know, weddings and, you know, graduation parties. We have so much private space back there. This uh, would be like a, a mellow house music. Type. Oh, sweet. Even better. Oh, cool. We'll Heck talk yeah. about it off air. That's there. Great. <laughs> I'm going to hit you up about that stuff right now. So, uh, Chris, tell tell us about the shop. Anything <laughs> anything coming in? Anything fun? <laughs> you laugh. So, uh, um, so in the last, uh, it's going to be slightly negative. They'll get off of it pretty quick, though. Okay. Um, we have had we have this big mural on the side of the the building, oh, and it's yeah. it's world renowned, and we've done it, it's you it's guys, a big deal. You guys have won awards for it. Yeah, we've won awards. Yeah, and they've actually stopped o- awards because we just kept winning them, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, never mind. We're not going to do this category anymore. <laughs> right. Um, well, needless to say. Uh, since the pandemic has shut down, uh, somebody tried to burn the side of the building once with, by throwing a plastic bag up against the wall, and it messed up some of the stucco in the Punisher's feet. Like it sucked, but we were like, okay. Another mural got it much worse. The Burkay mural, which is a block away, oh, yeah, that half of it was burnt away. Oh. So you know, it, this this was a couple months ago. Both those incidents. That right? one, yeah, it's like yeah, six it was, to eight okay. months. Ago. Yeah. yeah, it was a while. Yeah, it was back. it was during the first shutdown. Yeah. <laughs> Ours was. Theirs remember was how right long after. ago that was? Yeah, yeah. God, it feels like forever. I know. Almost a year. I know. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so then, we got these people writing notes to their mom and stuff, like over Punisher's face and on the back of yeah. in the, Captain it's America's real gibberish. It's it's it total is, garbage. Yeah. It's it's drunk insanity. Like, <sighs> Like in the middle of the night, just, just, it's just terrible. And you know, I mean, they, they crossed, they scratched out Punisher's face. They put evil devil on the back of Captain America's star. Um, Which is weird. There's a part where Dr. Doom's leg is kind of like in motion and it says, he wrote out, it looks like balls, but it isn't. And I was like, what dude? <laughs> like, like it's just nonsensical garbage gibberish. Right. Um, and that's been happening. It's happened five separate times in the last four or five weeks. Yeesh. And it's then, not even like like stylized graffiti or anything. Yeah, it's, it's, just, not, yeah it's not even guys it's bombing like their the tag name. Sc- it's just, just like the scrawlings of a madman. Just about. I mean, yeah. it's literally just some drunk idiot being a drunk idiot all over our property, you know, in the middle of the night. And then um, last Tuesday, uh, the next door is our warehouse. And it's a storefront, but it's owned by the same guy and there's just nothing in there. So we rent it for sp- storage space. Mm-hmm. And it has a glass door on the front and I was walking into work last Tuesday and I saw glass on the ground and I was like, oh, what what got broken? Thinking it was a bottle or something because that happens all the time here too. Yeah. And sure enough, they had tried to kick in the door. Um, so we had to replace all the glass and the door jam. Fortunately, there was a bar on the back and they weren't able to get through the bar. Um, yeah, but so they I mean, didn't take anything, but right, they didn't get anything. And the the icing, the cherry on top of the the Sunday here, is um, two days ago. I guess it was Saturday, so four days yeah. ago. Yeah, because um, you sent me that picture on Saturday morning. Right, they tried to burn the building down again, and this was a oh, legitimate uh, attempt, oh where <laughs> they threw it at the window, 
and then it sat on the, the security bars and kind of smoldered and then fell down to the ground and then just burnt up the side of the building. Oof. So we're dealing with some vandalism bullshit right now, and it's really frustrating because, you know, the mural is over a decade old, yeah. and it still yeah. looks fantastic. It, it was not cheap. Somebody didn't oh, just yeah, come in man. and do it as like, like oh, a I favor. Hey, can I paint a mural <laughs> yeah. on the 40 yeah. feet of right. space you yeah. have? Yeah. On That's the entire of side of your right. building? Yeah. right. So uh, it's it. That's a bit of a nightmare. It's a bit frustrating. Yeah, that and sucks. the cops have been complacent. If if that's even yeah. ambivalent, I would say. Yeah, I yeah. mean, complacent isn't even the word for it. They have literally not shown up. The fire marshal showed up finally today to like do an arson investigation, but the cops were like, "Oh, that's just vandalism. Just make a report online." Fuck you, man! Like, get your asses over here yeah. and do something. Ugh. Yeah, like there's there is a like substation like a, a block, block and a half away. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, when Take I called, they're like, oh, you're going to have to call yeah. back on Monday to have them do a um, set up more, more, I don't even know what, patrols. Okay. And I was like, what happens on Saturdays and Sundays? Like, you know? Like, right. Saturdays and Sundays, it should be Crime takes a break? Or, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it's frustrating. And I, I, know yeah. that, I know that the defunding the police is something that's that's a big topic. I don't talk about any of that, but... Um, this is something that the police need to be involved in because the night before they tried to break into our place, the Christian Science Reading Room, which is, they're fantastic people. Yeah. They're so yeah. kind. It's we love those people. And, you know, they broke into their shop and stole all their equipment and oh anything gosh. worth money they took. Yeah. Um, the off-Broadway, which is four doors, three doors down to the east on the same block, they busted out the window. And, you know, like... Well, that donut shop down the road opened and they closed within a month or two because yep. of the same thing. There's like, a hair salon that's got broken into twice. Oh. They cleaned out almost everything, and then he boarded everything back up, and then he came back two nights later and oh. tore the boards down and then took everything else. Oh, my God. And and that was during the, the first lockdown. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, this block has experienced so it. much crime in the last year. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And uh. the cops haven't done much. And, and I'm, not, I'm not an anti-cop person by any means. Um, I just need them to, to, to help us out here, you know? Yeah. You talk about helping small business. You talk about... Uh, small business is the backbone of the American economy. Like, let's act like it then. (laughs) Yeah. Stop sending people to Amazon where (laughs) everything's made in China. I mean, you know, like, uh, I don't know. So that's the the negative that's going on in the shop. Um, And it's pretty frustrating, but, you know, we've gotten some some news broadcasts out of it and stuff. And um, (laughs) the funniest part of the whole thing is I post it on Facebook. I post it on Instagram. Next thing I know, this woman starts calling me by name. And here's the weird thing. I've never met her. She had an incident with the manager, two managers before me, where she tried to bite his arm, like draw blood, and she had to be knocked off, and she crushed it in her face when it happens, and and the cops had to take her to jail, and I don't know if there's an official restraining order, but the cops definitely gave her an order to not come here. Um, Right. She starts instant messaging everybody who gave a sympathy on the page about how me personally, Chris and his employees, keep in mind I wasn't even here. This is five years before I even got here. And and she's like, Chris and his employees are are racist rats who call the cops on the homeless. Keep in mind, we do a homeless sleeping bag drive every Christmas where we hand deliver hundreds of sleeping bags to homeless, at not at the shelters, at the tent camps and at the parks and on the side of the road. You know, it's we have a good reputation. We have a good, the, the homeless community appreciates us in ways. 
because right. of that, right? Yeah. So helping, she calls us racist rats who call the police on homeless people, which we don't do. And she also no. said that I am a murderer and conspiring terrorist. I've been called all of that except for a murderer. So I was like, I was kind of weirded out by that. You know, I've been called a terrorist, weird, oddly enough. But, <laughs> but you know. He's like, that's old news. That's, everybody's uh, been a terrorist. Know. Come on. I mean. I mean, it's true. It's, we're all murderers and terrorists here. Right, know? right. right. That, those two things aren't on your resume. Don't even bother handing it right. in. Right, you've got to be fully tattooed, and you've got to be murdered or a terrorist. It's better if you're both. Yeah, better yeah. if you're both. If you're both, you hire that day. Right. So needless to say, I spent all day Sunday on my day off, like rebuttaling every single person that she messaged and having to go on Facebook, and I kept trying to call the police. And, you know, you don't use 911 because it's not an emergency, not an emergency but the yeah. 242 mm-hmm. cops number, sometimes you can't get it through for, for yeah. a while. And so I just kept having to hang up because I was just like, God, I've got shit to do. This is stupid. That yeah, turns yeah. out we also have a business to run. So Right, exactly. So needless to say, she's slandering me and the store. Um, somebody she's never even met before, which is a little frustrating to me. Slander. It's written, isn't it? Libel? Is that what? Is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. I guess. I enough. learned that in I learned Spider that in Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Spider-Man, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, which one? Uh, J. Jonah Jameson, Jameson says it. The first one. The first Tony Tobey Maguire one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's written. A. It's liable. <laughs> if it's written, it's liable. Okay. So, anyways, it's liable <laughs> against me, the dude she's never even met. Uh, People get Mike and I confused a lot, and um, I mean, because I guess we're older Italian dudes with guts. I don't know, <laughs> and, and heavy tattooed. I don't know. I don't know why. I think it it's. I think it's more like, you know, you're the one who's out in front of customers the most, and right. so the people kind of assume you're the owner. Right. Yeah. I mean, I get asked if I'm the owner. So. Right, yeah, I heard that a few yeah. days ago. Do you say like, yes? Nice. Uh, no. <laughs> why not? Sure, why not? Uh, I own the place. Because it's not to. the truth, Chad. <laughs> well, when people ask me, I tell them I am. Dude, I tell you what. <laughs> you also tell people you work here, but... I did. did you see me help that guy out? No. And like, he was standing there, and you did something oh, yeah, the yeah. other day, and he's raised his hand. I was like, do you need help, sir? <laughs> You're like, oh, I was yeah. literally on my way to help him. <laughs> right. But yeah. I was helping somebody else, and he was just standing there all awkward and I was, weird. I was going to walk over there and help him, see what he needed. You have the autonomy to do that as long as you don't give him deals. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just like, I'll like, will, you, will you take 80 for this? You're like, yeah, of course yeah, I'll take 80 for this. <laughs> cool, that other 20 is coming out of your pocket. <laughs> but needless to say, so that's been the excitement that's going on. Um, but right now, it's just busy, man. You know, it's we've oh, had one great. of the better Januarys yeah. in a long time. That's good. That's great. Usually January is somewhat of a dry time for the shop sure. just because it's post-holiday. Yeah. Most retail. Everybody spends yeah. out. And, exactly. You know, yeah. A lot of places are usually pretty slow but I think, in January. I think a lot of people just have it in mind that they want to, that they want to shop small right mm-hmm. now. And then people are getting their stimulus checks too and I think that's helping. That's a big part for sure. Yeah. We but posted that we're buying toys and comics and so a lot of garbage is coming out of the woodworks which is like I, I sent I, I sent three different people packing today one guy had decent stuff but but it was it was like it had been outside in the dirt for oh, days yeah, yeah yeah or yeah somebody had spilled some stuff on it and then it was outside in the dirt like it was messy that first guy that he he brought out he, he's like I have some comics to sell I'm like okay yeah he's he's or our buyers in the back but if you pull stuff out I'll take a look and see like I'll start looking through it and so he pulls out one, like one handful, <laughs> and I look through it. and I'm like, okay, there's one thing in here that might be something. Wasn't that lethal protector number six? No, it was the. Uh, I mean, th- I did think that, but I figured that's probably the the one of that group that isn't really anything. It was the that John Stewart origin that I left on the top. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I had a feeling that that's why it was on the top. Yeah, he um, had 
three other stacks in his bo- bag. And he was I like, know. That was the frustrating thing is I handed you that and I was like, okay, I'm just going to hand Chris this like regular, relatively small stack of books. He'll get right through it and then we'll move on with our right. lives. And then he just, he took out, uh, he, he <laughs> took like two handful. more. Yeah. What the hell are you I was doing? Like, Come man? on, dude, just pull it all out. <laughs> like you're holding out on us. You're like, holding out. like that's gonna work you're out holding, for you somehow. You're like, out. I don't understand. He wants the... to see your eyes brighten up, and yeah. then he goes, "Well, I also have this." Yeah, yeah, exactly. I also have this book that nobody cares about. Action <laughs> Comics number one if, oh. million. Oh no, one million. There is a one. There is a one million. million. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the second guy, equally unimpressive, if not more unimpressive books. Oh, yeah. He did have a like a Doctor Strange volume two, like mid sixties, but I mean. They're they're not very valuable, and he was pissed because I was like, yeah, I don't, I'm not interested in these books. You know, it's just not, you know. And oh. he was like, oh, I guess I'm just gonna burn them, walking out the door, like guilt tripping me. They, yeah. I was like, or you he should give the them guy. to somebody that would enjoy them. He's like, no, I'm just gonna use them as kindling. He couldn't think of the word kindling. I was like, just get out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he was the one that, like, I would I, when I got here this morning. Oh, it was that guy. It was yeah. The, That's why like, I'm so pissed off because he waited two hours to find out that he wasn't getting any money. Oh, maybe he should look at our hours before he drives down here. Absolutely, just saying, That's and true. have shit that I want, <laughs> it's man. One Google search Sorry. away, yeah, and and absolutely. and part of that is I think like from a from a consumer standpoint, like you come in with something to try and sell it, right? Right. And you're like, okay, whether or not it's like I don't know. For me, the, I'm just speaking for myself. I always get fucking nervous for whatever reason. I'm just like, oh, I, I don't know if this is even cool or worth their time <laughs> like i don't know why but i mean you'll go You're through the it. exact opposite of most of the people that come in here like <laughs> right. check out my gold spider-man number 12 from the 90s You're like, yeah. oh yeah Ooh, no. <laughs> and, and, well i mean here's the cover of it at least yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so. gotta be worth at least three grand at this condition right <laughs> or my favorite get out my favorite is when i'm like man these are just really beat up and they're like yeah but they're, they're like in really good shape for how old they are and i'm like it's not really how it works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're either in good shape or they're not. Yeah. yeah. That guy with the, the Doctor Strange books, oh, like he, yeah. he was like manhandling them. Is he going through trying to show me? And I was just like, stop touching the books. And then he like took them You're out of my hand to show them, them to me. I was like, bro, this is... No. Yeah. No. I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're making it worse. He's like, well, they're in their original packaging. And I'm like, that's not that's how, not how comics works. show up. <laughs> yeah. They're not yeah. the original packaging. You know, they get put just, in that afterwards. Just yeah. wait until I show up with my little pony. Your little pony. <laughs> I have a whole <laughs> box they, of them. Are they in the package? No, they're oh, come all on, open, bro. man. That's all right. All right. You'll, well, make a, you'll make a girl happy. Or like a brony. Yeah, yeah. Like somebody I'll, will I'll come bring in, them in and brony. Those. Yeah, I'll bring them in to, yeah. to figure out. Or maybe even a furry. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. So Just needless to say, um, I didn't buy anything today. I yeah. sent several people packing today. That one guy had some yeah. some Batman figures, but he just he wanted way more than it was going to be worth to me. Yeah, I yeah. do have to preface this. Even before I started working here, I remember I was working at Napa, and uh, the assistant, the other assistant manager, his wife, was talking about this place, not knowing that I was good friends with the owner and frequent the place she's like man i took all my my toys to that astro zombies place and these are worth several hundred dollars and he didn't offer me nearly as much as they're worth and i was just wanted to like we're not going to you're we not have, going we to have, we have to sell them for what they're worth right i'm not a collector i'm not here to make my collection yeah. better i'm here to make money mm-hmm. um don't get me wrong i'm a collector as well but but the store isn't a collection right. the store is right. inventory exactly we yeah. don't do straight across trades but that's something for your pop community. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah, something yeah. you do on the side. Yeah. If you're bringing it to me, 
it's because you're just you know you need fast cash or mm-hmm. or someone like me i'm like what am i going to do with these my little right, pony right like they're yeah. my sisters i don't know how i ended up with them my mom <laughs> sent me she's going through the house and she's sending me boxes of stuff and i opened one up and it's not only my little pony there is a starlight like like stuffed animal in the worm there. is it the the glow worm no starlight as oh, in oh, rainbow bright rainbow horse. brights yes 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 yeah hey that's I'll actually I'll bring it in too. It's probably worth some money. I'll have yeah, to look it up. I mean, I, I love Starlight. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But none of those were my toys. <laughs> I was like, all You're right. Like, why? Why don't you send this to my sister? I was like, that's fine. The one whose toys these are. <laughs> right. I'll sell them. That's fine. So yeah, um, it's been an interesting week. It's always interesting. Hopefully, we don't get you know every day. Basically, I just come in expecting vandalism on the on the on the, the mural. Yeah, and I will say, Astro Zombies community and comic book community and Facebook community, thank you guys so much for all the outreaching. Yeah, we've had people I can't tell you come how many, out of the woodwork to yeah, to, tons of artists have come out to say that they'll help us touch it up and things like that, and just people wanting to start GoFundMe's. Um, a woman yesterday made me cry because she brought in a like she was an yeah, older woman and very she, sweet. she yeah she was super sweet and she was talking about how terrible it was and how important we are to the community and she hands us a check. Oh wow! And it was a substantial amount. Of, <laughs> yeah. And go. we're like, we don't even know what we're doing with yeah, this like, yet. I don't, yeah, I don't want to take your money, you know. Because, yeah. I mean, the stucco's messed up, so we're going to have to restucco. And if we right. have to restucco, guess the what happens to the mural? It's gone. gone. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then we have to pay some other yeah. dude to, like, paint it. So it's yeah. really up in and the air as to what's going to happen with the mural right now. It's that's the bummer is, like, if we have to restucco, then the mural as we know it is gone. Right. Like, well, look on the look on the as as positive as you can if you have to redo the stucco. And you have to get a new mural. You could get the new mural into new categories. No, bring, absolutely. Bring the mural categories <laughs> back and start getting awards on the new mural. Well, right, and then no, the absolutely. other thing, the other thing we that we run into with that is, do we bother putting up another mural if it's just going to get messed right. with the next and weekend? That's, that's where we're kind of at right now. It's like if they keep vandalizing it, we, the mural's been there for like twelve years. Right, and, it's been and there. I think once or twice before this, there's been a problem. Not during my tenure. If and then just, all of a sudden, it's just all the time, like once a week right now. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's. Hopefully, it can get, hopefully they can catch somebody, but hopefully I catch somebody. Well, let's not hope that, <laughs> because then you will be a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't murder them. They'll live <laughs> for a little while. You know, there might be an attraction around a respirator or something. I don't know. <laughs> it just depends on how pissed off I am, man. Like, I feel you. But I'm not really a violent person. I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I'll, I'll talk a big game, but I'll talk you out of. <laughs> I'll talk you out of getting beat up by me somehow. <laughs> well, you might not be a violent person, but the comic book sitting in front of you, that looks the like maniac a maniac of New York is definitely a violent person. Yeah. Why don't um, we? Uh, why don't we move on into comic book land? Let's talk about the maniac of New York. Let's do it. So uh, this is a aftershock book. Elliot Kalin or Colin? I'm not sure it's how. Kaelin. It's Kalin. Um. Mm-hmm. This guy is a writer for Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a comedian. Yeah, he, he's a comedian. He hosts several podcasts. I, I'd heard of him before, actually. And this this is not a comedy, which is even funnier or more interesting, I guess. Okay. Better we'll see it. Um, <laughs> he's also done Death of Wolverine, which is a great storyline that I really enjoyed. Um, some other stuff, Spider-Man, X-Men, etc. And then he also did Flash Gordon and Black Panther. So, you know, it's pretty cool. Okay. Um, it's Andrea Moody. The weird thing about this is, uh, I believe, um, it's a it's a man, but okay. but 
It's probably. spelled Andrea, so I'm not sure if he's probably Italian. That's that's what and I'm thinking. Andrea but um, being Port of Earth, Starship Down, which was that really cool one that I don't know if we ever finished. Remember the Starship Down storyline? Yeah, I don't think we ever got the second issue. Yeah, I don't know. I think we got the second one and then never the third or fourth. I don't one. ever remember seeing a second issue and then all of a sudden we were getting the graphic novel in. Yeah, you're like, I was like, oh, well, okay. Uh, it could have been an ordering issue or I don't know. Uh, maybe they discontinued because a lot of that stuff, it was coming yeah. out during COVID. It, I and think that came out that last week before the shutdown. And that would make sense yeah, where it was yeah. just like, oh, okay, all it's all messed up now. Yeah. I don't know. Um, also did art on a book called Infinite Dark, which is one that I sell pretty readily here in the shop. Um, oh, yeah, we do. Kind of sure. a post-apocalyptic uh, dystopian sci-fi horror. And it, it's super cool. Um, so when I found out the creative team, I was pretty stoked. At first, I didn't know what to think of it. Um, I'm pretty on board with almost every Aftershock book, and we've discussed that before. Yeah. They just they do keep a, putting out solid stuff that's at least solid. It's it, it, They're the new image, in my, my, my opinion, where they're just constantly putting out very good, compelling, non-superhero-style storytelling. And, and I'm loving, like I said, almost every book. For the last two years, at least. Because they were out before that, but they were some of the books were like, eh, whatever. But um, they're really kicking butt right now. And they're a smaller publisher that seems to like be getting this super high-quality talent to work yeah. with them. Yeah. And that, that's kind of the most Im- impressive thing. Like, they must have a really good, like, profit share deal or something. Cause yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you yeah, know, maybe, I mean, because Image is definitely the king of it, and then most everything that Image puts out is o- creator-owned, except for, you know, they're just the, 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 the device to, yeah. to get it out there. And these guys are just doing a great job, and I'm super impressed with Aftershock. Uh, go ahead and sponsor us, guys. Anyways, yeah. um, <laughs> we're open for it, right? So this Good art looks you, a bit um, like the colorist, who is uh, Brian Silverbacks. Well, that's a great name. No, that's that's <laughs> the that's the variant cover. Where am I finding the Taylor Esposito? It doesn't have a colorist, so I'm wondering if I just think it, Moody, I think, yeah, Moody is the, the one that does a color. It's it's it's, it's a bit. Watercolory? Oh, watercolor. Yeah, yeah that's very nice. watercolory. So basically, it starts in 2016 with a cop asking somebody to put down a put down what is a random machete. Now, I want to preface that I hate the machete because it's got <laughs> these weird teeth on it. Okay. And I just you know it's not practical. That's 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 mildly dumb to me. But Fair. I mean, th- that's pretty much the only complaint I about have about the book, and it's something I can absolutely look past because. Mm-hmm. That would do some serious damage yeah. if you were getting sliced. And if that's the only thing yeah. you're kind of nitpicking there, which is right, exactly. which is good. Mm-hmm. So it starts in 2016, and it starts with a police telling the guy to put down a the, the machete, and then it goes to a double splash page of just massacre, just a bunch of people. Obviously, at New Year's 2016 in in Times Square, Times Square murdered. Um, you know, guys wearing 2016. Uh, glasses, he's dead. Um, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's dead. dead. <laughs> and then it fast forwards to 2020, and it turns out that they they kind of treat this guy as an unstoppable force. Yeah. Now, what I really like about this book is that they don't get into why or how he's an unstoppable force. In fact, we don't really get into much of that. It goes into the storytelling of, of character building as far as, I'm going to use buddy cop drama here, it's not, it's, it's, Jason and I kind of came up with a really cool way to sell it this morning. It's if you watch SVU, Law and Order, but they're chasing Jason. 
Like Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Right, Jason Voorhees okay. from Friday the 13th is the guy. Because, I mean, he even has kind of a hockey mask that's yeah. a little different. Yeah, He's got the machete. Um, Not Jason, you, Jason. <laughs> no, no. The, yes. the, Jason, the, 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 detectives the assistant of, manager. The detectives of Law and Order would catch me immediately. <laughs> <laughs> be like, I would probably wait. turn myself in. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. Uh, I love doing crime with Jason. He takes the fall. <laughs> Anyways. I so... Would, it's like, I can't sleep. I haven't slept in days. I have to turn myself in. It was <laughs> a penny. Much. You stole a penny. It's fine. <laughs> you gonna steal. Be okay. you <laughs> found it on the ground outside the shop, dude. It's but not it, stealing. But it doesn't belong to me. <laughs> <laughs> so the cold open is the murder scene, and then it fast forwards, like I said, to the present time. There's some news stuff going on about how they're just kind of dealing with it and, and what's, what's to happen. And now all of New York basically lives in fear of large crowds because this this Jason not Jason guy is murdering people at at will and there's nothing that anybody can do like they treat it almost like he's like a force of nature right like, like every like once a in a while this this natural disaster happens and this guy <laughs> murders this, this natural hockey wearing yeah. wheeling disaster rolls through and kills people it like I said it becomes this buddy cop story because there's a, a woman who's obviously invested in the murders he's committing and there's a picture of a person in her home that she that they just kind of show in the panels of this the whole character building she's very gung-ho she gets assigned in the police department to the murderer the maniac of new york which turns out nobody wants to do it and it's basically where you go to either get kicked out of the police force it or to almost, earn your medal. Yeah, it seemed to me like it was like a ride of passage. Right, a ride like of passage, you, exactly. You, you ride the maniac desk for a while, and then you get a real position. And keep in mind that the maniac <laughs> desk isn't even a desk. It's like it's like a busted table in a back corner with nothing and no resources. And Here. this girl's super gung-ho. She's like, I got to talk to the mayor, and, and where's the rest of the task force? And they just laugh. They're like, we can maybe get you a phone. But <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah, right. Here, so, new kid, sit at the crappy desk. She gets assigned to the head of the department who is like – burnt out on the situation and she kind of confesses that she's just in it because she she got put there you know she she talks back she pushed against the system and they were like cool this is what you're in charge of idiot and so she's <laughs> talking about kinda, the the other detective yes now? yes okay yeah, yeah. Um, there's also a scene here before they meet each other, the two people I'm talking about, which are probably the protagonists. There's not a ton of information in this book about what's happening you just get a lot of character development and you kind of learn the basis of what is happening with this guy so the other cops they find this murder and they're like oh yeah this is probably the maniac and she's like last time i checked the maniac doesn't shoot people in the head they're like we don't want to do the paperwork on this one you just take the bullet and say it's a maniac <laughs> murder and they're just basically like you know whatever this other cop does call her a snitch she knocks him out for it well i'm sure they'll get to that information later but the book just goes through this whole thing of this overzealous woman who wants to find the maniac and this woman who's stuck in her position who doesn't give an F. But it comes out throughout this book a little bit that she does know the name of all the people who've died and all these things. And then it comes to light, the spoilers here a little bit, guys. It comes to light that the, the overzealous woman knew his first victim okay. who's never even been named. And it was because they were at a... Wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> A, a summer camp lake, Near a lake? house yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean so you know it, it is definitely it's a little bent. on the nose but... it's on the nose on purpose yeah you know and um like i said this book just it's it's well drawn the colors are kind of muted but it works for the storyline with the watercolor style um 
I just really like it. There's not a bunch of action until the very end. So on the on the art, um, I feel like when we talk about these Aftershock books, I feel like I complain about the art pretty frequently. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's typically a sloppy that, art. Yeah, or it's it's tends tends to be Hit or it's miss. a smaller publisher. So a lot of times we have newcomers working on yeah. relative newcomers working on to the industry working on these books, and a lot of times the art is just like maybe these guys aren't quite ready for yeah, you know, for like, time. like big two work mm-hmm. basically. I don't think that's the case here. Look at these faces. This is like the best art yeah. I've ever seen in an aftershock mm-hmm. book. Yeah, this this is really good art. There's the the, the final scene. Those faces, and that's that's the thing is you're pointing out the faces. The mm-hmm. faces are distinct. Yeah, so you yeah. can tell what the characters are, mm-hmm. and you're, you're never and confused who you who's like. All the all the characters have distinct looks. It's good. Design. You're never you're never yeah. confused with who's talking and it's the emotion. Just, like these people are legitimately that. frightened. And right, scared the crap out of me. It's like, oh no, this is it. Yeah, it, that's it's, that's one of my big complaints is faces in mm-hmm. in artists. Yeah, no, absolutely. sometimes they just they have like three of them. Yeah. yeah, you're like, well, there's the doing blonde. faces is super hard. So well, you know, yeah, yeah, but it's also yeah. like characters. You're like, there's the blonde white guy. There's the other blonde white guy or is that the same one okay, there was a book that like that last hair. night where we were like is yeah. this guy been visisected is he the old cop yeah. or is it the husband yeah. weird. or the victim somebody and the cop we've never even exactly met. the same <laughs> and in some scenes he's got a receding hairline and like a bald spot and then in other scenes he's got normal hair and you're like is this the same guy but in this book spot no, on. no it's yeah. spot so on. good and it ends with a with this kind of cool cool um it, it, they they end up on a subway for whatever reason. It's Keep gr- in mind that the cops a, are this this scene is a great tee up for the next issue. Yeah, like yeah, it exactly. builds right up to a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. and then it ends, and you know, and you're like, oh well, I got to read the next issue. I have to know what happens. Exactly. It's almost like it did its job. Exactly yeah. how it's supposed to. <laughs> um, the 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 police. You know, you're you're seeing some of the massacres as they happen, and that's what this is a this is a vessel for, where you see people on a subway and they're just kind of doing their thing. Some guys are passed out. Some guys are just listening to their headphones. And then all of a sudden, the door to the subway opens up. And the whole the whole subway platform is just covered in blood and, like, people missing arms and stuff. And then Jason, not Jason, steps onto the, to the subway. Oh, God. And keep in mind that the, something that we didn't talk about yet is that this is the first automated, fully automated subway. And the mayor is super proud of it. Because there's nobody driving the thing. Oh, so there's no computer. Stop but it, so there's nobody to stop this 200 person subway where Jason, not Jason, who is an unstoppable force, <laughs> is is going on a murder spree. Oh man! And so, if you read the little the little thing, can all these commuters? I think we get introduced to this new character right at the end here, Gabriela Costa. Yeah. yeah. Um, can she stop Jason? Well, it's not Jason, but you know. Can, right. What what's gonna happen next? And it's perfect. It's very good. Like I said, the only complaint I could really have is the the weird design on the knife, and it's not, it's just not practical. Like that, <laughs> nobody would have that knife. How do you sharpen a knife like that? It's like, Anyways, who would make that knife? Right. <laughs> so then there's a few cool things at the end, kind of man man eaters ish, yeah. where they have a a book review on a book that they they talk about, because there's a there's a writer in the storyline that writes. It's kind of like. What's the word I'm looking for here? You know when somebody makes money off of the the despair of other people, they uh, kind of kind of an ambulance chaser, kind right? Of, right, yeah. exactly. 
that's the book review is based on somebody who's kind of been accused of that. And then it shows summer camp to close in Blackwood, New Jersey, because of all these killings that have been happening. And then there's a map of major known maniac incidents. And there is a, there's, (laughs) there is a map. (laughs) I do. I love a map. I mean, you know, like I said, it's a little um, man-eaters where they have these extras, kind of like Spy Islands, which we talked about not and, too long ago. But the, it looks like they're doing it in a way that's more enjoyable because it's all back matter. Right, it's than, all back rather matter. Rather than this breaking is post- up your read. Exactly. And, and, yeah. and I get what they were trying to do with Spy Island and man-eaters. And I, yeah. and I liked it. I just needed more story. Give me more story. And then, you know, why don't have an oversized book that has all that stuff plus a normal size story, you and know. And if you don't want to read it, you don't have to. Yeah. Like, is there another man? <laughs> like Hickman and Chad Terry. Like I didn't read this. Wait, what was I your was question, like, Chad? Time to work. I said, "Is there another map?" Yes, the map of your face. Shut oh, up. Dang. No, there's uh, aftershock. Always book. does these cool kind of. Here's three pages of a book that's coming out. You should totally oh, buy cool. it kind of thing. Okay. And I appreciate those too. Uh, sometimes I read them. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. For the most part, I don't because I already do it when I order the book. Yeah. I well, I think. Well, when we get that number one in, I'll just read it then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As a as a consumer, actually, what I I do read those when they're in there mm-hmm. because when like books like Image and Aftershock, they won't put ads in the book, right? Because which, they which don't I break it up. Commend them for. I, I love it, and so when I'm at the end of the book and all the advertisements are there, or there's a three page story for a new book, I look at all the ads and I read the story. Because they did right by me, I'm going to look at what they're trying to sell me. Right. <laughs> Do you remember when Palmer, we gave him that DC book? Yeah. And there's the, the Snickers oh, yeah. two-page splash story <laughs> that's a comic book. And he, yeah. he hadn't read comic books basically <laughs> ever. Yeah. So, yeah. so he was legitimately out of his mind confused. <laughs> he was super confused. Like wondering, so, what is, yeah, why yeah. is Batman and Superman eating a Snickers in the middle of this? It was American Vampire. Right, he had <laughs> he no like, idea why they this? showed up and why they were in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Whenever we talk about breaking it up, I just think of that part where it's just like, <laughs> how I confused think, would he have been? Like, <laughs> right, and I think it's a valid point, though, and that's why I, that's why I enjoy kind of how the sh- how we do the show is having somebody who's not really into comic books necessarily. Yeah. You're into comic yeah. books already, but but like, but not with, superhero comic, books. but not superhero so, comic books, and that's the thing is to to really see what what these companies are doing to new readers right and how they alienate yeah, them. yeah. because they're yeah i think it's important and if they would listen to us they'd advertising know, but they don't. is important and i get it it is and, and the reason that those places break up those things is because they have professionals people with phds who are like okay this is how you sell shit and you know i actually skipped the back matter initially because i was like oh cool the issue's over and then i was about to put it away and i was like you know what i like this comic so much i'm gonna review this comic on the podcast so i went back to it and that's when I was like, oh, it's not just a story back there. There's cool little stuff. Ooh, there's that, a map. That, that provides to the story. Yeah. Now, what's cool about the map, and then I'm going to be done here, cool. is the, the overzealous woman keeps talking about how she's found this kind of pattern. And everybody cuts her off before she even gets to talk about the pattern. And then, and then the third time she's about to bring it up, and maybe it's the second time, but I'm pretty sure the third time she's about to bring it up, to the girl who's kind of over this. She's on the case, but she's over it. The girl's like, yeah, 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 we understand the pattern. You don't have to bring it up. We know about the pattern. And that's just a way of them showing that this girl who's who may be done with it is she's still well-versed in the situation. If you know what I'm saying? So that was a cool way to show those things. What I want to do is kind of look at this and go, I wonder what the pattern is. Absolutely. I, connect yeah. the dots maybe, you know, use a little mm-hmm. colored marker, get some phosphate, and then put in a 
in a humidity chamber and then covered it in looks, water. It looks just like the machete if you connect the dots. You know what? I actually that completely crossed th- my pattern, but this is New York, so I mean, it just turns it out. It looks that New like York, it anyway. It's just looks Manhattan. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the island looks like yes. the machete. So, um, the review is spectacular. I'm good. Very big fan of this book. Um, like, it's got that Law and Order kind of crime noir feel. It's got a bit of humor in it because of the way that the people interact. Um, it's it's definitely a slasher book. It's got a bit of horror in there. Um, it's got something for everybody except for tight-wearing superheroes. I am going to read this book until the end. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. There you go. Very cool. And now you know. And now you know. And knowing is half of something. <laughs> it's half of um, a hole. It's half of a hole. Um, the butthole. <laughs> Oh, battle, not but. Sorry, sorry. Guys. So, uh, Jason. <laughs> um, well, I chose something this week that actually is in the superhero realm. Big surprise there, you I monster. <laughs> but uh, what I chose this week is the King in Black, uh, Black Knight number one, which is actually just a one shot. Uh, this is a King in Black tie-in. Uh, I know we've talked about several of these already, but. They just keep putting out good ones. Do they? <laughs> so, I try to get out. They just keep pulling. Me back. They just keep right. pulling me back pulling in. me back in. Um, this one's written by Simon Spurrier, uh, who you may recognize from us talking about uh, John Constantine Hellblazer with Aaron Campbell. With Aaron Campbell, special guest star. Yeah, special so, guest star Aaron Campbell, friend of the show. Um, yeah. But uh, Jesus Saiz he is the artist. Uh, there isn't a colorist listed here, so I'm guessing he probably did both. And then uh, VC's Corey Petit on letters. Uh, if you aren't familiar with the Black Knight, um, that's okay because most people probably aren't. He's an '80s yeah character. He, he's one of those '80s Avengers characters that that uh, <laughs> didn't really make it past there. Well, because it turns out you know knights in modern society have a hard time getting around he is a character that i've always kind of been intrigued by though i've always thought his design was kind of cool he looks like, dude he looks like the black knight from yeah. freaking monty python's holy grail right. you know yeah. i keep yeah. expecting him to say tis but a flesh wound <laughs> i'm sure he will I'm, eventually i'm sure he has yeah and honestly though this like modern redesign they've given him i think looks so cool but anyway um this this picks up with them with the main with the main character his name's dane whitman and apparently, uh, these are all things that I'm sort of learning as I'm reading the book because, I mean, I'm not a huge Black Knight fan. <laughs> um, but apparently he wields this magical sword that, like, it's a very powerful weapon, but it comes with a curse. Whoever, like, holds the sword is just sort of is cursed with, like, a, like an insatiable bloodlust. But he's been able to successfully sort of keep that in, at bay for years and even sort of even use the sword to be a hero and be an Avenger. Um, but this picks up with him. It's sort of a cold open of him fighting one of these, like of these null dragons that we've seen in all of these, uh, these King and black books. And then it goes to him. It goes, goes to sort of a, okay, now, now, you know, this morning or whatever, um, it's him. <laughs> and it's sort of in his room by himself. And then apparently he has an ancestor, of his that like sort of haunts him and is always sort of acting like a disappointed dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this book, you, you could have drank in that soda a lot better. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but uh this book has a has a it's a it starts with a very fun tone um and i think that's what a lot of these king and black books have done pretty well as they've done a good job of being like okay yeah this crazy alien invasion thing is kind of goofy and we're gonna treat it like it's a fun like you know it's a fun superhero comic and i always appreciate a, a book that can that can pull that off well I think all of them have been pretty funny on the side stories. Yeah, least, they've know, all like, they've all been very. I mean, Iron Man, Doctor Doom was pretty. Yeah, it's it's another comedic tone, and there's stuff in here. I was just, I was reading this, <laughs> laughing out loud in my Dude, room. The last Immortal night. Hulk's face when he sees that right? present is priceless. It's <laughs> yeah. so good. And just like I, th- I think that's one thing that that Marvel does really well when they when they pick talent, they find guys and girls, who who can hit that balance where it's fun, it's light, but when it needs to hit you with an emotion, it's really good at doing it the right way. And this book does that for me. So basically, uh, Dane Whitman is, is finds himself fighting this, this null dragon and it's while he's fighting it, it flies him basically to China. (laughs) Like he's fighting it for so long (laughs) That he sort of falls off of it, and uh, one of these agents of At- new a- newer agents of Atlas characters, Arrow, yeah. like saves him yeah. from his fall, and his sword uh, gets separated from him when like, and she's the fall. wind, right? Yeah, she's like she's like, like air, she's like air, air powers. Yeah, Got it. she can control it to like help her. Like that's how she flies. She's and, also an architect, oddly enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody needs a day job. Yeah, I guess so. Well, if you can. Look at Spider-Man. He can't make no money being Spider-Man, so he's got to be a <laughs> mild-mannered photographer. Um, so he ends up being saved. He's he's back on the ground with her, and <laughs> they all have... He sort of has this reputation for being kind of crazy because he's always trying to fight back the curse of this sword. Okay. Um, so he comes <laughs> so like, across... That guy's his, insane. You're like, whatever, man. <laughs> he's, Drink your scotch, Tony. Get <laughs> out of my face. He's dealing with something right now. That's <laughs> right. He, he literally has like a, like a demonic sword at his, at his waist. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it just called him a name. He's, you know, doing something. <laughs> but Simon Sprayer is very good at just like like fun dialogue where all these, all these characters are kind of just like digging on each other good-naturedly, but also sort of like they don't know each other very well, so they're like, maybe this guy is a little insane. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't be hanging out with him. So I noticed that Sai is pretty good at at doing that, like dark but humor, just yeah. because of the way John Constantine is written. You know, he's got that dry British, like right. it's funny to him, but you're looking at him like he's a dick, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And like, but it's funny to us as the the like the the observer you know we're not involved in the situation and the sense of humor in this is is fairly dry as well um but there's a point where he sort of has a revelation where basically he sort of finds out that whenever he stabs the sword into one of the like symbiote dragons uh null becomes aware of it and null says hey um because of the nature of this thing this is sort of one of the few weapons on this planet that can that could possibly hurt me so really i'm gonna go Maybe he should have kept that closer to the chest <laughs> yeah well he's like i'm he's like he's like i'm coming for you yeah. like i'm gonna come get you that paint sword. a target on yeah. yourself when right, you right, do that. Like, no. uh-huh. <laughs> Damn. and so when he separate when he gets separated from the sword like the sword lands somewhere else in like hong kong or wherever they land and he's like well no, i gotta go get that sword because the safest place for it is with me 
Fair enough. Um, yeah. You don't want some eight-year-old kid finding that sword all, hey, what's <laughs> yeah. this do? Or, you know, a malevolent base darkness god. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> through all of this, Null sort of reveals to him. It's good art. Yeah, the, yeah the art, I was going to talk about great. that in it a minute. Is, it's it's de- this this artist is ready for prime time in my opinion. Oh yeah, it's almost um, like they are. <laughs> yeah. So, Null sort of reveals to him like, don't you see like why this thing, like why this thing this sword works for you? And he's like, no, it's because it's because my bloodline's the only one pure pure of heart enough to to deal with it. Blah blah. And he's like, no, it's because only somebody with like only somebody who is as corrupt as the sword can wield it effectively. So is that a Oops. is that a mind fuck where he's just like messing yeah. with him, you know? He's, he's like, well, Oh yeah, you're you're just as evil as I am, bro. Right. That's yeah. the only reason you can touch that thing. <laughs> right. So <laughs> so it, it sort of it sort of reduces him to where he's like am I like he kind of falls apart mid fight and he's just like sort of like like standing there like staring at the sword as it it's like stuck it's stuck in the ground in front of him. And the other two heroes from China are sort of fighting Null off while while he has so this, it's Arrow and who else? Swordmaster. Uh, Swordmaster, yeah. Okay. Um, and he has this moment where he has to sort of come to terms with the fact that, like, hey, it's not like the the qualities of my family or like the like dark thoughts that I have in my head that define me. It's what I choose to do with the things that I that I am and that I have that make me a hero and so sort of in the during the course of this he's able to pull himself back together and have this moment where he's able to essentially use the power of the sword to defeat this sort of segment of null's forces and i think i always find it impressive when in in the space of one comic you can take you can take a heroic character break them down in a in a way that that makes sense. <laughs> okay. And then you're able to bring them back to where the hero is now stronger than they were at the beginning of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them a small if, arc of If you can heroism. manage that in the space of of 32 pages? Yeah, of of one comic book, mm-hmm. then I'm impressed. And yeah. I think he managed to do that here in a great way. Especially with a character that none of us are familiar with and probably not a lot of people in the Marvel fandom, you know, right. he's not yeah. in the movies, so that's that's something that a lot of people and he's uh, take from what I understand, he's about to be like his quote unquote star is rising. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean they they made this book because he's about to be in the MCU. Yep. I mean, and they're about to like this is a one shot, but uh, they're going to that's leading into a a five a issue miniseries. Oh, okay, so this is yeah. this is a. This is a bridge to to reintroduce people to this character, basically. And so hopefully yeah. they will buy said book. Yeah, this uh, Black Knight. <laughs> they should have just got the, the Swordmaster and who's um who's that Captain America villain with the sword? Oh, Ta- Taskmaster. Well, there's Taskmaster, there's but Taskmaster. there's another one that, that's kind of like him, um, the Sword King or I, yeah. I know I, who you're talking about. Anyways, they should and then the X of Swords. They should have just got all of it and just like a big old <laughs> sword fest, swinging their admit, swords man. around and. As a guy no? who like I'm into fantasy, so like characters that have badass swords, it's kind of a weakness for me. I just hate when Wolverine has a sword because you're like, what is this crap? Jason's yeah. always got a sword. Send it, <laughs> ship. I ship it. Um, 
but I just think this is just a really it's a really well put together one shot story. If you if you're curious about this character, then good jumping on then, point. Yeah, this is a great jumping on point because I mean I don't really have a background with this character, and I was able to jump in, be like, okay, so that's who this guy is. This is who we're following. Let's go. So, I remember a few Avengers from the '80s that had him in it, but beyond that, I have no, you know, I don't nothing yeah, about the guy. Yeah. I think I have one of them. I bought here the first time I got Stan Lee's autograph, and I just like bought the oldest Avengers that I could afford oh, in yeah. your back thing, and like I looked it up the other day, and I it's like skyrocketing in price. Nice. And I was like, oh, I should have got that one <laughs> graded and like. <laughs> Whatever, but signed by Stanley. Yeah, I'm about to send some stuff to CBCS. That comic is one of the millions of things signed by Stanley. Right. Yeah, I'm sure he's got potato (laughs) chips. Still Um, worth a ton of money. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So I wanted to ask you again, who was the artist in this? Um, Jesus Saiz. And it looks like he he did the art and the colors. It looks like no, no, that's Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> it's jesus okay. um yeah because he's the artist he did, it's it not just it, the penciler or inker it's he did all that yeah it does appear that he did the art and or did the the pencils and like inks and colors uh, he, That's, he, it's he plays with different styles too you know this is your typical comic book mm-hmm. but yeah. then when you get to that statue style stuff there yeah. it looks kind of oh I mean, yeah I'm yeah i'm gonna say alex rossi but it, it but you know, it's got a lot of detail, and it's very... It's it's all it's very a, detailed. It's right. a it's a digital sort of painterly style, which, right. is, yeah. which is really sort of... Super graphic. And, yeah, yeah, it's a style that is that is becoming prevalent in comics right now. I don't think the reason it's ever been big before is it's just taken too long, you know? And now with the way digital art works, and you can just kind of... It's so much yeah. easier for an yeah. artist to do, mm-hmm. to do all three jobs themselves, essentially. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. Hopefully you get more of this. So this is a one-shot, yeah. but uh, because of this, would you be interested in The Black Knight? I absolutely am, and Simon Spurrier is writing the miniseries I mentioned, cool. so I'm sort of counting that as the next issue of yeah, this, yeah, okay. and I'm definitely checking that out. Nice. Besides the fact that it'll be a number one book that comes through the shop. but <laughs> Totally. Yeah. So well, before yeah. we move on to the next book, I just yeah. want to talk about the King in Black stuff. Okay. Um, You know, you did another King in Black here, but it's because these side stories can be... And we've talked about this before, their own kind of stories, and they really are. Yeah. It just so happens they're happening at the time when the King in Black is trying to take over the world. But this one I feel like does sort of tie you in. You kind of need to know what's going if on. It's with a, if it's King a weapon Black. that can defeat Null, then yeah. that's absolutely important. It's just I like mean, that Gwynnum versus Carnage, where you're like, oh, this has nothing to do with the story, but it turns out it does because he's obsessed with this synthetic black suit that he can't control because he can control basically anything that's dark like the blackness the darkness yeah. he can control like the void yeah. out of the century mm-hmm. um, but this you know Zwidim is something that he can't control and that's weird to him this sword also is like that where it's like oh crap this is something that I did not expect to run into yeah. and I need to make sure I get ahead of it before it takes me out and so yeah. those may tie back into the main that's and story. then the Iron Man thing was too the Iron Man I, armor with the symbiote armor. I do have a feeling we we see Black Knight in the sort of the finale stuff of King okay. of Black. It'll be it'll be Gwynnum's symbiote <laughs> using Iron Man's suit wielding Black Knight's sword to take out. There you go. Null. Well, now, now why do they have to? Why <laughs> do they have to buy it then? 
<laughs> it's just speculation, my friend. There you yeah, go. Yeah. The great story is still going to be told. That's I mean, right. You got to pick it up and see if around, he's right. All of us sitting around and speculating about WandaVision doesn't does mean that you don't watch WandaVision this weekend. Dude, true. What true, a good true. show that is. Yeah, I got to check it out sometime soon. Uh, you should talk about it right now. Just kidding. What I'm going to talk <laughs> about, actually. <laughs> That's, that was a fast shutdown, guys. Yeah, it was. <laughs> It was I'm, a nonverbal shutdown. <laughs> he just doesn't want to. doesn't want to have it spoiled for him. <laughs> uh, so I am going to talk about Star Wars number eleven. Uh, this is. I did not read that yet. I also did not read that yet. Oh well. Uh, I'm, uh, go ahead. No, we just, just had buckle a, in. I'm we just a, had to. We didn't get enough A covers, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I like buckle in because I'm the worst describer of the comic books that i re- that we've read like you guys go and then i'm all like so there's this guy in mine and he did this thing and he went Pew! it was neat Pew! it was neat uh so this is written by charles soul uh jan Bazaluda is the artist uh, we always laugh at my <laughs> rochelle rosenberg is the colorist and bc's clayton cowles is the letterer um so, so I read this without remembering if I read the, if I'm caught up completely or not yet because of the, the book of the week that we all read. Uh, I was trying to, I was trying something out and I'll talk about it when Gabe, when you're talking about, uh, deep beyond why I did that. Um, so here in star Wars, here in Star Wars. Here in the Star Wars. <laughs> if everybody uh, knows a character named Lando Calrissian. Never heard of him. Uh, oh, yes. He, uh, Colt 45, Mount Liquor. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so um, basically there's... So as I read this, I was I was remembering some of the other... The previous issues and what's going on. Is they're trying to... They're trying to get this code together because the... The Empire keeps breaking their codes and finding the Rebellion, right? So they find this, like, ancient robot that has a code that no one knows. And C-3PO is the one that's, like, he's like, I don't know this language, actually. But I could learn it if only we do this. He knows, like, 10,000. Right, exactly. Uh, But they have to use Lobot uh, in the process. And essentially, it's like killing Lobot as they're going through it. And Lando's not happy about that. He's like, no, we're just not Dude. getting the code. You need to stop because he's going to die. Have you noticed that Lando keeps like losing the people that are close to him, like T337, you know, like ends up being part of Millennium Falcon. Here, Lobot's his right-hand man you right. know, and his buddy, and he's dying. And, and he's just like, you see, poor his, Lando. you see his face there. He's just like, he's drooling. Oh, yeah, he's struggling. Yeah, Lobot's poor just Lobot. drooling. Um, <laughs> Lobot's thing around his head. It just gives me that male pattern balding look, you yeah. know? Like, you're always like, poor guy's losing his hair. But, like, it's just hair. this weird, like, but that's it turns robot. out he's, like, part robot. So but it's robot out that train robot left the station a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, essentially, they have to, um, they have Lando kind of at gunpoint. And they're like, no, you're not stopping this. We're going to keep doing it. And if it kills him, that's a sacrifice we have to make. Right. Lots of people sacrifice their lives for this rebellion. Right. And Lando's not about it, so they're I like... I mean, he's really not. No, so he's not. So not by like, this time, because this is post-Empire, but pre-Jedi. Correct, yeah. And so they essentially have to, like, kind of imprison him or whatever. Um, and then there's the backup story. <laughs> it's not like he doesn't deserve it. I mean... No, he's a... They tortured he's a scram- Han he's for a no scoundrel. reason. They didn't even ask him questions. That's right. Um, 
so then there's uh so they so they have this conversation he punches one of the guys that um that's holding him at gunpoint lando does yeah lando does and because everybody knows like they don't actually want to shoot and kill him um so he tries to stop stuff but it doesn't work out and so they they do take him away c-3po gets all the stuff he needs to get and lobot like so leia's leia's there doing the whole thing she's the one telling lando like i'm sorry but if he dies he dies we need this it's, it's <laughs> if he dies he dies she's <laughs> yeah. a cold bitch <laughs> oh man she's oh, not wow. a cold bitch she is Princess she Leia's is turning into ivan drago <laughs> <laughs> she's turning into ivan drago but she she's she i mean that's that's how she becomes a general leading a rebellion she has to make those sacrifices it's not even yeah. about being a cold-hearted bitch it's about being strong i think it's about her being strong and, i agree and, i was just talking no I, I know you are <laughs> but i like to i like to make sure can we have an ethical conversation about about no. the morality oh, of okay. of forcing low of forcing this on lobot does he have the faculty to consent to this sacrifice well that's but that's that's where i forget <laughs> I forget if I read the the issue just before this, and if he agreed to it, and Lando's the one being I like, "No, did, see, I dude, is Lobot a cyborg or like a android? So he has he's a cybernetics. Dude. He's a dude with cybernetics, I believe. Okay, so, so he's a he living has, creature. Yes, yeah, he's yeah. he's a human being. And they're gonna kill him. Yes. Okay. Cool. Cold well, it's, they're well. doing this thing, and it <laughs> may <leader>. kill him. <laughs> Strong leader. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> didn't we just get rid of one of those what a cold bitch <laughs> no a quote strong leader so anyway oh, Han Solo he's in Carbonite yeah <laughs> yeah 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 we'll talk about Han Solo uh, so like the the backup story is um, a bunch of X-Wings are you know fighting in space because that's where they fight um, and they're they're getting <laughs> yes <laughs> mostly they are mostly. trying to find so they they they're getting onto the uh, one of the star destroyers, and they have this interesting tactic because you know the tractor beam. So there's this strategy that they had to be able to mess with the tractor beam, and they try that and it works. So they're actually on. I, I got a little confused because they're like, "All right, guys, we're in the tractor beam. Oh no, what do we do? <laughs> Just sit there." Well, no, wait. they said, "Well, we can try the thing that we've been talking about." So they try it. And basically, it's flying straight at the, like, fly towards it. So the tractor beam is helping you with speed. Mm -hmm. As you get close, shoot where the tractor beams are and then land inside the, the hangar. The hangar mm -hmm. and, like, shoot the stuff that's in there and then land and get out shoot and do stuff. stuff. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, wait. I, so what, your point I thought was you were to trying to get on in there? the ship. I didn't understand why the tractor beam was an issue. <laughs> well, it, it's the it's the the surprise. They think that they're trying to get away. Yeah. When they're really trying to get on, and so then they get on. Then why do they it shoot all seems... the stuff? Like if the tractor beam's pulling them in, you yeah. just go in. You just go exactly. And then so then maybe you shoot the cannons inside the bay. But I mean the the cannons the. Uh, okay. Again, I, I didn't. I didn't quite understand. You it. could also get a crazy old bald guy to get out there and just turn it off while Tag and Bink just mm. talk smack about how it's a training drill. <laughs> that works too. It was a good one. It's impressive sound effect. Thanks that you made <laughs> just now. I feel like uh, so that's that's <laughs> like the backup it. story. 
Um, <laughs> I've seen Star Wars lots of times. I have seen the Star Wars. I think I saw it once. Uh, oh, there's a Jabba Skiff there? Yeah, there's Jabba Skiff. I'm not, I can't remember why we're back there, but they're, <laughs> oh, that's why. Yeah, why are we on Here Tatooine? We What's happening? So, so what happens is, so Lando goes to where uh, Lobot did not die. Yay. He, he goes in where he's recovering. He's no like, he's, he's, his eyes are open, but he's out, right? So nothing's going on. So Lando's all pissed off and he contacts Bib Fortuna and he's like, hey, I've got something that you might want. It's this robot that has a secret code that you might he, want. He d- he contacted him last issue. Okay. Yeah. So he gets, so essentially he's contacting Jabba, Bib Fortuna. Right. And I think this is explaining why he was there yeah, yeah, in, in Return of the Jedi. I mean, that's cool that we're getting that back matter. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool as well. Um, and then, you you know, you move on a little bit and... and uh, the, so Leah's talking at the end here, um, and she's just talking about how the Empire thinks that they're beaten and that they've got everything that they need, and so the Empire needs to, like, watch out because so, she's a strong fucking leader. She's not a cold-hearted <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I will fight to the death Fair about enough. that Fair one. Enough. The line is blurred right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, she lost her whole planet. Yeah, I do like she's like, like, you know what? Lobot, whatever. So did Superman, and he's not a cold-hearted bitch. <laughs> he so broke Zod's that's neck. That's oh, a cold-hearted God. bitch move. Right? That right? one right there. That's canon. I mean, do we have to get into Man of Steel right now? No. <laughs> no. no. Have you ever seen the Lego set for Alderaan? It's just 10,000 brown little brown pieces? <laughs> no. <laughs> you never seen that shit? No. It's awful. It's awfully funny. <laughs> it's not so, real. They didn't no, actually make so it. So at any rate, <laughs> uh, disclaimer: not a real Lego set. <laughs> right, not real. Uh, Star Wars. I'm still on board. I think that this is leading up to Return of the Jedi, obviously, and I I really do want to see the storyline with Lando getting in to Jabba's palace because it, it was never clear if he was there as Lando with just that neat little thing or if he was there in disguise. Well, I mean, there's um, the part where he, like, winks at Leia, like, hey, hey, what hey, are you doing here? Hey, hey you know I'm doing I, the same you know thing you're doing here. Yeah. And so I, I, I wonder if they're going to... Because it never said if he had a different name or it was trying not to be Lando. The, the, and so the I wonder if he's there. The figure is Lando and Skiff right. disguise and so is what I, it's called. So. Right. So who, who knows what they're doing with canon now, but it, it'd be neat to see him like make a deal and then find out from Leia like bro what are you doing like this is why we did x y and z and he's like oh shoot uh i need to go to Jabba's palace cuz i'm kind of his buddy now <laughs> oops and they're like no that's great here's an idea Let's we'll bring the wookie too yeah <laughs> as a peace offering i'm so i'm with you on this star wars book i i i'm pretty satisfied with it so far yeah um I'm interested to see how they get to the point where Lando is like, goes from, I'm along with you because I really don't have any other choice right now, to like becoming a true believer to the point where he's a general in the rebellion. And yeah, when he's f- flying the Millennium Falcon again, wearing Han Solo's clothes. Such a yeah. weird thing. It was a that weird scene. Weird. And it's funny that they bring it up in Future or Family Guy. Family Guy. Because I literally never noticed <laughs> until Neither he did brought I. it up. And I was like, oh my God, he's he is right. wearing his clothes. Like, it's bizarre. <laughs> I mean it. Not a scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. He loses an antenna or two. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm also like, and again, you know, talking about Leia, I really do enjoy her, her story. 
just as she does grow as a general and as she does absolutely make those hard decisions that she has to make throughout the entirety of Star Wars. Yeah, sometimes you got to sacrifice one dude. It's just Lobot. Sometimes you have to sacrifice one little Lobot. <laughs> I mean, hey, <laughs> did you guys read that that uh, that Lando solo series? Like, it came I, out yeah. right about the Dealer time no Dealer, that, whatever the, it's called? that the Marvel stuff. No, it was the one before that. Oh, they did it, Lando. They did Leia. They yeah. did. Um, but yeah, around that time, did you read that one? Chewbacca. Yeah, I read all those. So then they kind of explained how Lobot gets to how he is in mm-hmm. that. Oh, really? Yeah, he kind of sacrifices himself to to buy time for the rest of the like heist crew to get back to the ship um so cybernetics that they put yeah he interfaces with like the ship computer to the point where he has to let his cybernetics take over basically to do it and that's why he like he walks around he looks like a robot is because essentially he's plugged in yeah Yeah. essentially he is Lando's he's like, don't do show. it. I'm going to miss you, and buddy. And an, he's like, I have to. And, and then he's, I am robot. I'm he's a robot seven. now. I'm and a then robot. There's an interesting scene in the issue before this one that Chad just talked about where the the ancient droid that they get that they get to, they like have to make a deal with him because the droid like won't help them. So they have to make a deal with him. And he sort of breaks through Lobot and he's like, oh, I know how to fix you. I'm just gonna keep that in my back pocket for oh, later. Nice. Yeah. Leverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there may be an issue or two in between where I'm at currently to this to one. To this one. Um, but I do remember that robot showing up because I was, I had a little hesitancy with that storyline because I was like, are they doing a Navajo code talker thing? <laughs> it does kind of feel like that because they're the they're use they're creating a new code using a dead language and this ancient droid is the only one who knows that language. Right. Okay. So, so that's like, not mm. it's not too far off the beaten path for Star Wars though because if you think about Rise of Skywalker, you know, C3PO can't is forbidden to translate Sith. But right. he can do yeah, it because yeah. it's an ancient language that's, it's, that's been forbidden. He knows 10,000 languages. Language is a big part of it's oh, Star, Star Wars. Wars. It's less like a co-talker thing and more like a we're going to build the code using old English because nobody speaks it anymore. Yeah. Right, here's Latin. They'll, yeah. they'll never figure it out. Yeah, yeah we're going to use a dead language to create this code so that it can't be cracked. That's yeah. cool. So, yeah, but All I'm right. on board. I'm I like we're talking about. I'm I'm on Star Wars. It's been really good, so. One of the thing I'm one of the things I'm glad they're doing with these new Star Wars books is they finally got away from that like photorealism yeah, thing that like they were doing. Where they were basically just like ripping images from the movies and superimposing them Trace onto them. Storms yeah. of Crate was probably the worst of that, in oh, my opinion. Man. I was like, oh my God, this is like a picture of. It's like you just <laughs> pasted a picture of Harrison Ford onto the. Like the and you figure drawing lines. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a part where Luke Skywalker slices something with his lightsaber, and I mean it's probably pretty much straight out of Hank Aaron like taking a swing with a baseball bat. You're like. He's swinging that just like a baseball bat. This is really weird. Yeah. And, that I don't really didn't have really... a problem with because, you know, Luke doesn't really know what he's doing with that thing. He just sort of swings it wildly until he cuts something. It's true. But um, yeah, we didn't really talk much about the art in this one. And, you know, when I forget to talk about the art, sometimes it's not because it's bad. If it's right. bad, I'm going to talk about yeah. it. If it's stellar, we're going to talk about it. The Black Knight book, that was amazing. Um, this. This book, who was it? Jan Bazaladua. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes, that's, that's I, it. That's I'm so sorry. Yeah, please. Okay. 
I'm gonna have I'm gonna have you say all the names from now on. I'm terrible at it, and I apologize, um, everybody. It's the dyslexia, I swear. Yeah. Jen Basildua is, I think, how you would say that. There you Basildua? go. Basildua. See, it's not just me. I just say Basildua? consonants a little differently and pretend that that's how pretend, you're supposed to say. Yeah. It. it is a um, it is a relatively exotic last name compared to what we're used to. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not it's not bad. It's not it's not like Black Knight. Black Knight, I think, is amazing. Um, but it's definitely, you know, part, part of what I like about it is there's a couple of these scenes where you get these old, uh, the dots like you had in old oh, yeah. comic books. Yeah. yeah. So the there, she's, whoever's doing the art is doing that for like shading and stuff. And I really like that. Um, and all the characters are, the faces are very different. Uh, the ships, the ships are actually really good. And these, the stormtroopers. So I, I think the art is is very very good. It's just it, it's so sometimes I I've, it better be on the flagship Star Wars book, you know. And, and it's exactly and it's I feel like it's one of those things where, you know, if if you're if you don't talk about the art in a comic book, you're not really talking about the comic book. And sometimes I, sometimes I forget to to touch on it. Yeah. And it's a lot of times it's because it's exactly what it should be. If that makes sense. Sure. No, mm-hmm. yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. It's, so. it's hard, and you know, as a manager, I, I struggle with that thing too. Where like when somebody's doing their job so well all the time, you get complacent in letting them know that you they're doing a good job. Right. You know, it's it's the same thing where you're like, ah, this art's so good, I'm not going to bring it up because I didn't have anything to bitch about. You know? Right. Yeah. So yeah, I get that. So thumbs up. Good. So Gabe, what all did right. we all read? So deep bound. Let's see. It deep was bound? deep beyond. Oh, deep, deep beyond. beyond. Excuse yeah. me. That's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> well. Don't don't worry. I struggled. It took me a few tries to figure out what that font said. When yeah, I was, no. Yeah. The, the when Y I was looks like a four. So, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's like, uh, Andrea <laughs> Procardo. Andrea Molini's the color. Um, Mirka Andolfo is the writer. Okay. And yeah. and then somebody named Koi. Is co-writer with her on this one? Uh, David and, Goy. Yeah, Goy. Yeah, Goy. And um, I couldn't find any information on that person. I was okay. Like, hmm. Mirka hmm. Andolfo has done Unsacred, Unnatural, which was a fantastic, and that's like what broke her into the scene. And she was kind of the the Peach Momoko of two years ago, where she was this new female Italian artist and writer broke on the scene. And everybody went crazy, and all of a sudden she was on everything. And so this sure. is just another one of. Those and things. she's cool. one of those like writer artist combos where she can do it all, and she does all these variant covers for stuff. Mm-hmm. Like every indie book book has a Mercandolfo variant now. She's all over the place, and it's she's really usually pretty good. I wasn't a huge fan of Unsacred. I I really liked Unnatural though. I haven't really loved her stuff for the mm-hmm. like. I mean, I'm, it's one of those things where I'm fine with it, but she's Italian. She is an she is an Italian. I think she straight up lives in Italy. No, no, she's she yeah. barely speaks English. She, yeah, she's full blown. She's Italian. So when she when she writes, I feel like a lot of times the dialogue sort of has that like, oh yes, this was written by somebody who doesn't have English as a first language. Okay, it can sure. be a little clunky and yeah. and wordy is the best way for yeah. me to describe okay. it. It gets wordy sometimes, but I don't think that that. But I feel like, from a lot of the work she does. But sure. I feel like she has good storytelling instincts. She she doesn't bog you down in in exposition where it's just throwing a throwing a block of exposition text at That Mercy at book you. she did was kinda cool with like the n- vampire not vampire thing. 
Yeah. But uh so tell us tell us about the about the first couple pages here. Yeah, Go. I mean the the you know the cover is stunning, you know. Uh it really is graphic but you know the warmth of color that they use i mean almost kind of reminiscent of saga for me a little bit okay yeah, i can see that's kind yeah. of warm pinks blues greens um mm-hmm. you know really placates to you know the story inside i mean it opens up and right away it, you know this blistered hand sitting out there mm-hmm. uh you know woman calling for help trying to figure out you know kind of what's going on and um i mean again just you know, really, really beautiful art. Um, it just starts you in the middle of the oh, action. Absolutely. You know, right in the middle of a, in a scene and then, you know, kind of pans to a day later and, you know, a, a little bit different of a, a story introducing some new characters. It's, it's what we in the business call a cold open. A cold open. And this yeah. cold, cold open, open. Um, basically sets the tone for this chick's probably not going to live. Yeah. And she's like sending a message. <laughs> yeah. Kind of to, last message to, to Right, someone. to somebody that she loves. Which is yeah. a pretty common thing to do. And the first person you see sure. in a story is not going to make it. You I'm know? trying to figure out who it is that she's talking about through the book. And if any of you guys figured it out, let's talk about that once we get to it. I, once I we get there, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I figured it out. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, there, the story was great. There's a couple things, you know, towards when it gets into the, you know, it's, you know, not a little confusing, but it's mostly seemed to me to be, you know, really building up these characters for what's coming next. But, you know, um, again, it kind of, you know, goes a day later. Um, some new characters are introduced. Uh, you know, it looks like they're going into, you know, almost some sort of, uh, you know, I don't know if it's it's going to be a ball or if it looks like it's even more government oriented. Um, some guards at the door, uh, you know, checking security. You know, they pass through. All of a sudden, it's you know more of a party scene it's inside. A little, and, little panel set there on that third page. No, it's uh, the, like I say. You know, again, the art is the art goes back and forth between you know really graphic to that more kind of toned down. Yeah. Um, but you know. Uh, kind of dinner party esque this woman's gonna make a speech all of a sudden um you know it seems like things are really positive mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. and you know you turn to the next page and again you know this horrific scene in these beautifully warm colors you know <laughs> i mean yeah warm exactly you know just uh you can feel you know, the warmth of yeah, that red pinks, it's flashing all pinks over and face. purples and um you know really really interesting um you know you, you i couldn't well, it's not that I couldn't follow it, but, you know, it seemed like all of a sudden um, maybe a political hit, uh, you know, something that turns out that it seems like it's the president's son. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, now things are starting to escalate a little bit. Um, you know, as you start to get into it, it looks like they're dealing with some sort of, you know, contagious pathogen or um, something that they've kind of really had to isolate in a sense it looks like what humanity Right, or, it's like a dystopian yeah. world mm-hmm. that 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 you don't get introduced to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the cold open kind of shows you, but you assume that's just deep beyond, yeah. you know, and it's not how the whole world is. Right. But then, as you read the book a little bit more, you find that I mean, everything's screwed, yeah. and they they have to stay indoors because of what's going on on the outside. It does a mm-hmm. good, it does a pretty good job of like slowly immersing you more into the world as right. the book goes on. There is some moments of confusion. Because they're trying to, you know, give you introductions to these characters pretty quickly. Because so much is going to happen so fast. So you really get, you know, kind of like a crash course into, okay, this is this character and this is this character and here's this character. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there is a lot of character building, world building in this mm -hmm. issue. Which, uh, so 
it's that, a number one. So there's right. It is a number no, one. That's what yeah, yeah, they do to build that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean it, it. It kept me really engaged the whole time. Um, I mean, I absolutely would pick this one up again. Um, you know, again, I just, uh, uh, you know, again for me the, talking about the art. Um, you know, from your discussion just a few minutes ago. Um, again, I mean, it was one that just when you dropped it off last night, it's like I can't wait. Yeah. To open this up, I mean, uh, and it you know it's it disappoint hear. through any of the panels. Um, yeah, these these purples and pinks are are my favorite part of, mm-hmm. of the coloring in it. The palettes, yeah. And and you're supposed to get that um, underwater feel a yeah. bit. Even when they're not underwater, you know, you're, you're feeling that with certain parts of the book. You know, as soon as the, the, the massacre begins within the party, yeah. the tone completely changes where it's nice and bright and yellow and everybody's happy and she's super excited to see the son mm-hmm. of the president and they don't allow his guards inside the party, which right away... Shenanigans. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Shenanigans. We have our Don't own guards do in there. Don't do that. Yeah. Okay. How about... Well, it no. kind of seemed like the, the soldiers that they talked to, like, they were actually on the right side of things. Because if you look... Mm-hmm. They're the ones who are getting murked. They're the first, they're exactly. the first yeah. ones getting murked, yep. yeah. Right. Yeah, knife through the throat. That sucks. Well, and I was actually going to bring up this this um, sound effect. Thok? T-Z-O-K. Zook? Yeah. Zook. It should have been uh, Z-O-T-O-K. It's the sound of a bullet grazing through your shoulder. Right. So I was going to say the sound of the bullet has more of a zip to it. Mm -hmm. So you get that Z first. And then when it hits something, you get that thunk. And so I I didn't like that sound effect. (laughs) T-L-A-K. Tlack. Tlack. Yeah. Tlack. 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 But yeah, I don't, cool. I don't know why that stood out to me so much. You know what's but funny, Ben, is I almost never even see that stuff. Oh yeah, I do. like yeah, I, I never really notice the sound effects within the, you know, like that crash there. I know what the sound of glass is. I don't need to read crash. Well, that but that's what I'm saying. But I know what the sound of a bullet is hitting something, and that's not it. Do you know what the sound of a bullet hitting flesh is, Chad? Yeah. Do you know what the sound of a bullet hitting a comic book character is? Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's it right there. <laughs> uh, um. But uh, and that, there was another issue I had is this when the picture comes out, uh, she drops the the crash that you're talking about, the picture frame, and yeah. the picture comes out, and it's like, oh, there's more to this picture. It doesn't look like that picture is part of this picture at all. Well, I, so I if you look, understand. and I actually did a triple take on those okay. three panels because I was confused as well. Yeah, that's what if I'm trying to figure out. If you look at the panel where your thumb is, okay, um, she she's unfolding it right there. Right. So the picture was folded. Right. And so it has been sun faded to a point where that girl has been folded down under, and then because the rest of the picture has been exposed within the frame, it looks like it's maybe a different picture but she's actually literally there does does that make sense uh no because like it it doesn't line up in any way to in my opinion it doesn't line up in any way the shoulder can i see it even if it were (laughs) faded that guy's there would be something of the picture coming through right you would see that guy's shoulder still you would see it Mm -hmm. because that was behind with no sunlight so you see her oh yeah yeah her eyes She's that like guy, looking that at guy's that person. shoulder just gets cut off. Right, but it's right. it hmm. it doesn't make it there's there's no indication that she's actually there. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I don't understand that part cuz that's what they're I, trying I to insinuate. Right, is that I think she's more concerned with her wife's it looks like it's her wife's eyes 
are straight looking at this other girl that's just out of the picture. Right. So, so I don't know. I but mean, the, I, I but see it what you're saying. Add up as a, as part of the same picture. I, I definitely had to look at it a few times to to get what was going on because she's kind of unfolding it here. I mean, you see the picture. Um, you don't see any fold or anything, and you just see okay, there's there's a, a picture and it broke. It's convenient that it just accidentally fell and she found this thing. Yeah. I'm sure this will come into play, but I'm I'm sure it will. I I just hope. Well, it, we we know who that other person in the picture is. Right. Yeah. Who's yeah. That? It's the the uh, the character we meet later who takes her helmet off. Right. I'm trying to say it without spoiling. Dude, it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, anyway, so spoiler I didn't, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to derail oh, no, no, kind of no, where was, you were. But. I mean, that's, yeah, no, that's that's the twin sister, right? That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. yeah. That's why the tattoo. Yeah, it's on the other. One shoulder. on that shoulder. Yeah. One on the other. I didn't even notice the tattoos. That's how you tell them apart. Cause, oh, yeah. Because their faces don't actually look anything different. Well, and here's the weird thing, and this is part of my Well, they're complaints. twins. Right. They're twins, right? In the beginning of the book, she's not wearing glasses. In this flashback, she's wearing glasses, which confused the crap out of me. Because I was like, who well, is this person? Is this the same person at the beginning? Yeah. Or is this a new character? Is this the twin? What's happening? Yeah. As a glasses wearer, I would, I would point out that I don't wear my glasses Contacts? to bed. And okay. it seems like she's wearing like like night clothes in the in that opening scene. Underwater? Yeah. Okay. Well, she's in like a like a like a science facility or something, and it looks like she's wearing like something you'd go to sleep in. Doesn't she? If I were about to get killed and I was trying to find a way to escape and or make notes and things, I'd probably be wearing my damn maybe glasses. Maybe she maybe she broke them. Because everything was going crazy. As a reader, it would be a lot easier for me to know we're talking about the same <laughs> character if they look the same. Right. No, I, I, I agree. completely agree. That That is I'm one just, of the issues I had with this book is I couldn't tell a lot of people apart. Sure. And it's just because we're meeting like seven new people yeah. at once. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I mean, that's that's the challenge that every writer and artist is going to face on a number one book. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Um, you have a cast of characters that you have to introduce the readers to relatively quickly and you have to do something that's memorable with each character. So Doesn't this guy look like the the father in that other book we read that we couldn't little, tell little the difference bit, between yeah. all the people? <laughs> a little bit. Fear case. So where where were you, Gabe? Where where were we? Oh at? no, honestly it was you great were... to hear you guys. I mean I, okay. I, I I kind of was just, you know, um help kind of fill in some of the stuff with my Yeah, know. yeah. But you know, again, I thought it was uh you know, it's really interesting. Um you know, a little little sci fi oriented, uh yeah, yeah, you know, so it's pretty hard sci-fi, I would yeah. say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and you know they're underwater because they all talk like this. Help me <laughs> That's not how they talk. <laughs> Does this guy get shot in the head, or he doesn't? Right? No, no. she's just setting the gun against his right. Skull. right. But that I mean, it's confusing because it, it looks it like looks he's 100%. getting. I did. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's brain def- matter coming out of his face, right? I was like, wait, is he getting shot? <laughs> I actually, I actually thought those those were his glasses. Like the center of his glasses were breaking right, that's because that's where she shot. Getting, yeah, I mean, um, so the, the the overall book, in my opinion. The story is there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that sci-fi. It's that kind of the thing. It's underwater. It's so there's a there's little a bit of fear involved. there. Yeah, and you see it on the cover of the book. So yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, yeah, you cracking. Um, the cracking. And I love octopods for some reason. Um, Me too. But mm. but there there's there's enough in this book that is confusing that just didn't set well with me i'm me not i'm not on for a number two for me um i'm gonna read a number two but i was underwhelmed okay 
I thought it was good. I liked it. But there were certainly some points where I was just like, I don't know what the heck's happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of character development that's that's moderate and almost average where you don't get a ton of, I mean, like, You're like what's I'm this s- guy's whole thing? He's in love right. with this other girl, right? Or is he in love with uh, the one who's dying? Or is he in love with... <laughs> and everybody seems uh, to hate him. Like everybody he's ever he talks to in this is like super hostile towards him. <laughs> and then is the girl who's dying? Is she talking about him? Or is she talking about her sister? Or is she talking about the one she married? So I think she's talking about the sister. And the thing that frustrates me about that. So they're separated twins that, that didn't grow up together. Well, at, at whatever. No, well, that's the confusing part because yeah. that picture that she rips looks like she's there, but the picture doesn't add up to actually be part of the same picture. I feel like she is talking about her sister, but the problem I have with how they did that is they're showing you all of that conversation and her talking about her sister in the beginning as she's dying with all the boils all over her body. Right. And then it kind of, there's something left out, but there's also continued words. They go through all of it again, and that little missing piece is in it this time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like it, that whole thing was already said, but you're giving us new information that should have been when you showed us the first time. Right. I think that it's intended to be like a sort of twist little. That's exactly what it's supposed to be. But, but you, you can't give me a (laughs) twist when you gave me everything and then you change it. Well, and also you can't like confuse me and then like, oh, Here's the twist. You're not confused anymore. Like, well, right. Uh, no, okay. I still am because <laughs> I'm still in the confused because now. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's a twist. What a twist! It's a twist. Oh wait, that's not true. See, this is one of her other books, that Mercy book. It's like a Victorian age uh, vampire story. Okay. Um. So so in the end, on this deep beyond book, guys. Um, like I said, I'll probably read number two. It's, and unfortunately, you know, it's one of those things where. I work in a comic book store, so I don't. The financial burden isn't there for me. Um, it would be hard for me to say I'm getting this number two if I didn't get it. Get to read it just because I get to read sure. it. Sure. I like it, but I'm not completely in, and I, I I'm interested to see what they do in issue number two because that's you know, in my opinion, every comic book reader should should do two issues of a book. To, to get into it. Yeah. Um, and there's some books where number one's great and then number two isn't. I wasn't a huge fan of this, the Gwynnum versus Carnage number two. I oh, thought number were? one was fantastic. I read number two last night and I was more than, that was less than underwhelmed. Like, I th- kind of like this book better yeah. a little bit. Um, just because, ah, I'm not a Carnage fan. That's part of the problem. When every <laughs> Carnage is on the screen, I'm like, oh, okay. This is this is a less interesting Venom. Um <laughs> You know, I mean, that's that's just how I feel about Carnage. I know people love Carnage, and I'll probably get chastised for this, but, you know, um, <laughs> Carnage is, is a lackluster character, in my opinion, because he's just the Joker with a symbiote suit on him, you know? I mean, yeah. and there, there's not even oh, as God. much depth as the Joker in him. So, I mean, you know, so this Deep Beyond book, I want to like it. Um, I love Kraken stuff. I love, yeah. you know, um, I like Mirka Andalfo's stuff. Um but I could see why other people wouldn't want to give to this book, unfortunately. Yeah. I think I'm out on number two. I don't really want to read it. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I, I just I like how it's just straight, simple to the yeah. point. You're like, yeah. Man, yeah. Man, I, 
there's there's stuff to like about this book. I'm not saying it's. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad book. Right. And I think that it just didn't do enough to really kind of grab me and sure. make me want to read. Like what Keep is reading. happening? Right. Yeah, no. One hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. What what's what is compelling? What's the cliffhanger? Mm-hmm. What's compelling me to pick up the second book? What happened within the story to make me go, oh, this is going to be a great story. I love the world they're building. None of that really happened in the book. They're building a world, but it's not as compelling as I would like it to be. Sure. What's the, the cliffhanger is what? A giant monster attacks them? We so already knew that because look at the cover. Yeah, right. the next issue, there's a giant monster. Oh, like, I had no idea. I'm definitely going to read it. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I just, no. What about you, Gabe? Yeah, no. I, I mean, like I said, I, I found it a little, I, I found it much more confusing in the sense uh from the one that we read, uh, the Gwendolyn Carnage. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I liked the art. I liked the sense of kind of what they did with, you know, the the warm hues, um, you know, kind of throughout to really draw emotion. But the art is good. Um, you know, like I said, the story, um, you know, it, it definitely had a lot of holes for me that you know made it a little tough to follow. I'd like to to chalk it up to America, um, just having a a, ch- a clunky kind of mm-hmm. writing style when it comes to American. Uh, Writing, you know, literature. Yeah. Um. So I'm hoping that maybe that's it was just an inability to properly translate. Um. Because that that happens. That you happens. Know? Yeah. Um. What's that sort of ages is like a Arthurian myth done by Gabriel Rodriguez, who's the artist for Lock and Key, and he wrote and drew this book. The art is freaking amazing, but some parts of the story are clunky because it's literally translated from Spanish. Yeah. Right. Into English, and and it's. And it mm. feels unnatural because you're like right. an English speaker doesn't. I mean, they don't right. talk that way. Yeah, exactly. Like we don't talk that way. So I'd like to chalk up some of this to that. Okay. Even though I didn't, uh, who knows? You know. Yeah. I, but, I think it's it's a good effort. Um, it's certainly not my favorite book of the week. Yeah. yeah. I have. But what are you thinking, Gabe? Are you thinking you would pick up the yeah, second I mean, one? You or? know, I, I I would. I mean, I can see when you guys have as much at your fingertips to read that it would be something I well would probably not with everything out there. But yeah, you know, we have a lot. Know, we like. At least Chris and I, we have a lot that we need to read. Yeah, right. so, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. So we want to be able to to tell you about yeah. the comic books that are in the shop. Oh, absolutely. And we sold a lot of books today. I feel. Yeah. Like off the wall, there were several mm-hmm. subscribers that didn't have any books in their 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 pools today, but still came to the register and, with like five books. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Just because we, Jason and I read like crazy last night. Yeah. yeah. I read from like, so I just went home. I like ate dinner and then I just got to reading. And I was reading till like eleven forty five. Well, I yeah. ended early. Usually I'm up to one reading, but and it's usually I, because I have a slow start. Sure. And I did not read all of my like books from my box, like just the ones that I read for me. Yeah. I didn't read all of those. <laughs> Half the books I collect I don't even read anymore. <laughs> I know. Like, I just go right into a bag of board into a box and I go, oh, I'll read the trade later or something. I don't even know. I I mean I've always been a like I buy comics to read them. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I for me I I always read Everything. I, st- I still didn't know if you were on board for number two. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I mean, for me personally, I would check it out cool. um, just to kind of see where it goes. Uh, but I can definitely, you know, it was nice to kind of hear your guys' take because it honestly helped, you know, uh, and, and, form and a little bit or not solidify my, helps right. my confusion. It, 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 fill, fill in the yeah. holes for you a little bit. Because yeah. I think that sometimes, uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong, kind of from your perspective, you, you, do kind of listen to what we're talking about and you're like, okay, it wasn't me being lost. It was, the, oh, absolutely. it was, yeah, the, yeah. No, you probably had the idea like I'm lost, but maybe it's cause I don't quite understand how these books are written or what have you. But I mean, this is an any book. It's an image book. Um, so it should be similar to the saga style, even though sure. it may not be anything close to yeah. that. Yeah. It is that independent 
style of writing. Sure. And so that's more in your wheelhouse than the, the superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't have been as confusing as it was, or at least in your mind, you were like, well, maybe I shouldn't be confused, but it turns out, yeah. 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 We exactly. all were. Yeah. We all had issues with this book. Yeah. One and, thing... Sorry, were you... Oh, no, no, no. Oh, the, the one thing that I did want to say about this book is that I think that this would make a great movie. Oh, sure, I, sure. I, I yeah. think it would work better that way. If well, we could and, see what happens in the next few issues and and, and how compelling it might be. Because we haven't even gotten to the point of the story. I mean, like, no, is this I a love story like between exactly. some scientists? Is this uh, some kind of weird love triangle with these twins? Yep. I mean, like, what is, is the is point it of the story? Is a mystery we're trying to solve? Because right. what's the mystery? Uh, right, right. We don't know anything the about it. The mystery is finding out what the mystery is. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, ugh, no. Yeah. Um, it, it, so mixed mixed feelings on it. And we it's, don't know it's why terrible, dystopian. It's just, we don't know a lot about this book. Yeah, It's doing it's what it's doing pretty well. We just don't know what it's doing yet. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's hard for a number one to leave you confused in such a manner. Sure. And be you to be compelled to pick up number two. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. Well, ooh, that's all the time we have tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we still do have some uh, gift cards to Rio Bravo to give away. Just find us on Facebook. Give us a like there and tell us what you like about the episode, and we will hook you up. Yeah, buddy. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Peace out. Thanks again, guys.